0: Yes, hi, hello, welcome to Gooncast, episode 3. I'm James, also known as Saber0307. Cat, I hate you.
1: <laughs> you love me. Uh, I'm Cat, also known as the Attack Cat. Um, I'm a uh, uh, primarily a QA tester by day, and a uh, horror writer slash aspiring comic artist by night. Um, you may have seen some of my uh, emotes on sabers twitch channel um and uh yeah there will be more of those to come lee i love you
2: (laughs) oh jesus yeah what's going on folks lee alder (laughs) the valley jester uh horror fantasy writer and uh currently writing in my head the epitaph that will go on my gravestone because this this experience nearly fucking killed me (laughs) uh for context it was the live action film uh of erased that we just finished watching so we're all a little uh throwing off but we'll dig in we'll take we'll a pit <laughs> for ourselves on that one later.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so this this episode is going to be about uh all things erased. Um for context, I am the one who has been pitching and suggested uh this. So our first our first ever podcast talked a lot about um uh Twin Peaks, which is uh the you know, James's baby that he's been pitching and hoping people would uh would join him on for a while um so uh similarly erased is kind of mine it's uh um it's a it's an anime adaptation that's very very near and dear to my heart um and i had not really explored too much of the other uh adaptations and uh i thought what you know why not subject myself and my friends to that um uh, cat no, i
0: hate you <laughs>
1: We all have, um, you know, uh, like obviously all of us are are writers and we're all very experienced with, uh, you know, watching films, especially watching adaptations. Um, and I figured it would be a really cool uh, podcast episode if we went through uh, starting with the erased anime. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the I, I read all of the volumes of the manga um, and then we're going to segue into the two two live-action adaptations. There's a Netflix TV show that is 12 episodes, same as the anime, and then there's a two-hour movie that we just finished watching uh, that uh, also has a very interesting story of we couldn't find it for a really long time. And and I wish it stayed that way. <laughs> it's buried for a reason. Let's put it that way.
0: I wish I could go back and revive and amputate my head with a hammer. <laughs> Before I asked Weeb Mama if she knew where to find it.
2: Oh, did, did Weeb Mama unleash this upon us? I I, I
0: told Weeb Mama about it, and she was like, I had no idea there was a live-action Erased movie. Are you talking about the Netflix show? I was like, no. I'm talking about the live-action movie that is a thing. And then oh Weeb God. Mama hit up our mutual friend Riku, not to be confused with Niku, but this is Riku with an R, or Rio? No, no. no this is this. It's, it's
1: Rio and Niku, but but as one person. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Um, okay. And and apparently he's good at finding stuff. And she was like, "Hey, can you find the live action erased movie?" And he goes, "Do you mean the Netflix series?" <laughs> and she goes, "No. Apparently there's a live action erased movie." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> and. Apparently, Weeb Mama and, and, and Riku are both super fans of a race just like you.
1: Good. And Yay. um,
0: I just got done telling Weeb Mama that it was awful. <laughs> and she was like, isn't it supposed to be awful? And I was like, yes, but I didn't know how
1: awful. Yeah, so I think she- we were we were expecting, well, I don't know what we were expecting. I was hoping for more like, so bad it's good. And this was just kind of like, the last 20 minutes were just us repeatedly screaming, what,
2: <laughs> at each Why? other. <laughs> Why? Well, even even the very paint-by-numbers live-action adaptations, they, they all generally coast in that, like, this is awful territory. Yeah. But when the credits roll, you kind of just are in that level of acceptance of, yeah, I... You know, I don't know what I expected. You don't feel (laughs) bad about it. You you feel like how you would expect to feel after knowingly wanting to waste an hour and a half of your life. Mm -hmm. This was a fucking experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. I will. I will say. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hold off on that for now, and let's talk about the the good stuff first.
2: Yeah let, let let's not let's not you know lead lead the listeners in the wrong direction. Yeah. The series erased the anime series is fucking great.
1: Mhm. Yes. Um so I guess uh first of all this is definitely going to be a spoiler cast. So uh for those of you who have not seen erased um and plan to or would like to uh don't watch this. Um I think I think all of us uh just to to get ahead of it all of us would probably recommend the the anime.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Good. Um I I think I would also recommend the manga. I think it's a really good read. Um there's there's a lot of differences, but um at least for the first or the so there's there's four there's four like condensed books that are just like like big collections of the um the manga volumes. Um the for, the middle two are like almost shot for shot the the anime. Um and they're they're great. There's there's differences in the beginning and the the end that we'll get into. Um, but there's still, it's still a really good read. Um, I cannot recommend either of the live actions. No. So, um, so yeah, if you're going to experience Erased, I think the the best way, in my opinion, to experience it is the anime.
0: I still want to watch the Netflix series because I hate myself.
1: <laughs> and it, you should. It, if, it, if it, if can't, for the... it can't
0: be worse. <laughs> it can't be worse.
1: It honestly is not. It's not. It's definitely not worse than the movie.
2: I, I can't watch the live action Netflix show. I quit drinking. <laughs> Look, that fake beard's gonna get um, you through it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just remember, do it for the beardly. Do it for Sawada's fake beard. <laughs> do do it for him. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, I guess quickly we'll go over kind of like the basic plot of the anime. Um, is that we follow the main character, um, Satoru Fujinuma, um, and he is kind of a, uh, you know, he's a bit of a down in his luck, kind of non-motivated, uh, kind of guy at the beginning. Um, he's, he's trying to become a, a manga artist and, and not doing so well. Uh, he works at a pizza joint. He's just kind of, he's kind of coasting through life a little bit. He's not, um, not really, doesn't really feel like he has much purpose, um but he has this superpower um where he is uh and it, it's it's not something he controls but occasionally he will get these like flashes of deja vu uh that essentially tell him there's danger nearby look out for something off and you can prevent it um
0: and i just like to interject that it, it, i don't know if it, it it is is brought up in the manga but i'm really i'm i'm, hap- I'm kind of happy that it's never explained why he has this ability
1: Yes. Same, same. It is never brought up in the manga.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm someone who in general is very sick of origin stories. Um, <laughs> yeah. So many of the you know the superhero films that that come out have to reintroduce you to, you know, the humble beginnings. And I'm sorry if I have to watch Uncle Ben die <laughs> one more fucking time.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna yeah.
2: lose it. So yeah, the the fact that we don't get any context for his power is is very refreshing.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was and, happy about um, that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and so um we are we are introduced to this superpower in a very in a very small way. Essentially he's he's going out on a pizza delivery, he gets this flash, he realizes that there is a truck that is out of control that is is threatening to hit a child, um, and he's able to act and save the kid to his own detriment. He gets injured, he ends up in the hospital for a couple of days, um, with you know, recovering from injuries. Uh, and that is a very important thing to note that that when he does these revivals he ends up kind of sometimes coming out the worse for them uh and so as the as the story progresses um his mom comes back into town and kind of reminds him of hey when you were a kid there were these murders that happened in the town and we kind of we adults kind of all got together and, and hoped that you all would forget about them um and essentially uh uh I don't, want to, I don't want to skip over any details, but I do kind of want to summarize. Uh, he has another revival, um, and the revival ends up being about, specifically, the serial murderer who has been kidnapping children for all these years. Um, and it's the same guy that was harassing his, his town as a, as a kid. Um, he gets his mom involved in his revival, um, and that is what ends up getting her killed. The, murderer, the serial killer uh, breaks into their house and stabs his mom. Um, and it essentially is made to look like he did it. Um, he finds his mom, panics, and immediately tries to chase down the killer. Um, in his panic, he starts, you know, essentially trying to think like, oh, I need to revive. I need to, I need to revive so I can save my mom. Um, and that revival to save his mom, instead of taking him back to before she was murdered, it ends up taking him all the way back to nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty-eight, 1988, I think. Something uh, like that,
0: 1988, 1987.
1: Yeah, which is which is when right before the first child abductions happened. Um so essentially the series then becomes 29-year-old Satoru being transported into 10-year-old Satoru's body and being forced to solve uh, you know, the murders of these or solve the disappearances of these children. Um and where it differs from kind of a typical murder mystery is that his method of solving these crimes it's not, in the anime it's not really actually about hunting down the killer so much as it is about saving the victims um, and I think that's where the strength of the show lies uh if you've watched the anime um, then you already know who the killer is and very likely you already know who the killer is by episode 2 <laughs>
0: Yeah, th- I think Lee, um, Lee Lee and I were like, the second <laughs> the killer showed up.
1: The second, so I um I ended up making a guess about who it was uh the first time we saw the the opening uh credits because um the killer is their teacher uh uh Yashiro uh, Gaku and uh, he is the only prominent adult featured in the in the opening credits that's not in one of the um kind of like film cuts uh so then in the second episode in that same episode when he's introduced uh lee actually made a joke that was just like so how long have you been evil
2: yeah it's one of those situations If you can you can just tell either by uh certain lighting choices Mm -hmm. certain costume giveaways there's there's usually a couple things that you can pick up on that just are red flags for making someone suspicious Mm -hmm. And one look at this motherfucker (laughs) was just, oh, well, I mean, open and shut case. It's the teacher. (laughs) Yeah. It's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And part of my frustration is that as the series progressed, it became more and more Mm ham-fisted. They kept shoving such obvious evidence right in your face that once we got to, to about like episode seven or eight, I thought maybe this is just a really good job of misdirection mm-hmm. because now it's so obvious it's him. It can't be. Yeah, this is the swerve, and now they're gonna show us who it really is. And nope, fuck you. It's the teacher. <laughs> and uh, oh goodness, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll complain more about that when we start dissecting the different endings. But um, yes, it part different the- endings. <laughs> part of part of the joy of watching a series that uh, revolves around investigation or detective work you know anything about solving a murder or sherlock holmes sort of stuff Mm -hmm. is taking the viewer on the journey of being a detective themselves showing the Mm -hmm. person watching the show just enough evidence that they can start to form their own ideas and form their own theories and feel accomplished if they're correct yes yes and when this is done properly if you're able to pin down the killer in the first like let's say it's an average run length like two movie uh two hour film Mm -hmm. if you figure out who the killer is in the first 30 minutes and it's a competent script Mm-hmm. when the reveal happens you're gonna feel thrilled you're gonna feel like wow yeah. I was on top of that one yes. instead with this one I figured out it was the teacher and I just went oh boy <laughs> the be- the rest of this series better like have some substance cause now the whole mystery is removed from it and every time I see this character it's not going to be with that hope of oh I hope they're a good guy it's gonna be oh here here he comes with his <laughs> cloak and his scythe <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of where Lee and I diverge a little bit, although I think you would agree with me that, um, the, uh, uh, what, uh, sorry, I lost, uh, I lost the exact wording of what you said, but the, um, the rest of the show has enough, uh, to prop up the fact that the mystery is not a mystery.
2: Oh, well, yes, the, the rest of the series had more than enough substance to keep it going, but it's substance, a concern. It's yes. a concern when you discover the killer so soon. For sure, you, for sure. You really just got to hope, like, oh, fuck. Like, can this, can this show carry itself without mm-hmm. the mystery when yes. it's in itself a mystery?
1: Yes, and, and I would argue that Erased does carry it does without the mystery i was i was very happy Um, to find that
2: yeah
0: that's 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 one one thing i i wanted to say too because i'm kind of with cat on this one where it's like at first it it was like oh yeah you know he's probably the killer for sure but Mm -hmm. like especially as even by episode three i stopped necessarily caring because i I felt like the show was less about the mystery of who who the killer is and more of like character growth of 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 Satoru and 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 mm-hmm. his relationship with his friends and Kayo and and mm-hmm. and everything like that and for me that that the the identity of the killer seemed trivial compared to to all of that for me to
1: to bring back a a, a favorite of this of this group um I, that that is actually one of the reasons I I did think to recommend erase to you guys was um, because in some ways it's very similar to Twin Peaks in that regard. Um, I feel like, you know, the the mystery <laughs> around the killer is very important and central to Twin Peaks, but it's definitely not the only thing that's happening. And also, as we've discussed in our previous podcast, Lynch does an amazing job about making it more about Laura than her killer. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about Erased is that it's not about Yashiro. It's about Kayu and uh, Hiromi and Sa- like Satoru's efforts to keep them safe by yeah, yeah. the power of friendship, essentially, which is is a very cheesy thing to say, but that's essentially what he does do. He has this superpower of revival, but his actual power as a character is that he's able to kind of like sacrifice bits of himself to save his friends, to save mm-hmm. people he cares about. Um, and that actually uh, ties into then um, talking a little bit about uh, sort of what happens to him. Once we, once we actually get the reveal of who the killer is in the anime, um, what happens to Satoru is that he, um, the killer essentially like catches him and, and kind of realizes like, you're on to me. I'm going to deal with you, but like, I'm going to deal with you and then peace out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he ends up, he ends up sending him into, into a, an icy river in a car. Um, and because of that Satoru is in a coma for 15 years. Um, so a little, a little bit of, of really, really great foreshadowing, um, in that, uh, it, it basically essentially mirrors the, you know, he, he revived you know, a couple minutes to save a kid from a truck in the beginning of the show and lost two days of his life he revived 15 years ago to save Kayu, Hiromi Aya, his mom, Yuki like save all of those people from this killer and he lost 15 years of his life mm-hmm. um, and it was a sacrifice he was like more than willing to make and yeah it's it's, it's just a, I think it's just a really good character piece for yeah like, like James was saying, for somebody going from kind of an unmotivated, not really willing to look into himself to to kind of like finding his true strength through this like adversity and the adversity, you know, coming in the form of an actual antagonist is sort of ancillary to the point. Like, I personally really like the way they present Yashiro in the anime, um, just because I am a big fan of like scenery chewing villains Mm -hmm. um and I also think that like because the focus is not on the mystery it it actually adds a little bit to me because it it kind of becomes this cat and mouse element that like you know you 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 know you're sitting there waiting for and um I you're sitting there waiting for his moment to to snap and like fully take off his mask right but it's it's always there like under the surface and like we can tell as as readers as as inner you know as viewers but you know it's it's still hidden from the characters and i think that can work right like um what
2: what i would be curious about is what if what if the decision was made to reveal the identity of the killer to the viewer but not to the characters in the hmm. first couple episodes
1: that yeah that would i i know that has that has been done in previous or i mean well Twin Peaks did it too, right? Where they they revealed that it was Leland... If, if we're gonna spoil I'm like I'm like I'm always hesitant to spoil Twin Peaks, even though I'm like sitting here talking about a show that's like way newer than Twin Peaks from you know from twenty sixteen. But I'm sitting here like, oh, Twin Peaks from thirty years ago. <laughs> like <laughs> gotta protect the identity of, of Leland. Yeah. Um but you know, we get we get like two or three episodes, right, where Leland is where it's revealed that Leland is Bob and uh You know,
2: they still take a season and a half to get there. I'm saying, what if we, if you're using the Twin Peaks example, what Mm -hmm. if they uncovered that it was Leland in the first three or four episodes of season one?
1: Yes. uh, So I'm using Twin Peaks because I actually can't think of a a show or a movie that has done that. I know they exist and I know I have enjoyed them before. Yeah. I I, I guess maybe, maybe Clove Hitch?
0: Well, no, uh, Clove Hitch Killer, like we, we, we don't have confirmation until okay. like an hour, hour and a half into the movie. It okay. seems very much like we y- you know like who the killer in, but is,
1: yeah, but yeah. there
0: still is this air of doubt. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, um. I, I, I'm, yeah. There's I'm definitely think, but examples, but, yeah, like, but it's it's like the the. The Hitchcock thing that I was mentioning to you, where it's like, yes. two people are at a table, we pan under the table, we see there's a bomb under the table, we pan back up, and the scene continues. Neither oh, just, character okay. knows that the bomb is there, but yeah. the audience knows, and the tension comes from, when is this bomb going to explode? Exactly. Yes,
1: or when will the characters discover what's about to happen to them? Yeah. yeah. Yes, very, very true. Um...
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly just posing the posing the idea of what if what if the veil of uncertainty for the viewers was just intentionally ripped away early, like
1: and I do when they when they like focus
2: that. on the empty desk, um, and they they start to point out that um that Kaio frequently doesn't show up uh, on Monday mornings and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. what if they just gave it to us and just had like a quick, you know, 10-second, you know, shot of the teacher watching her desk. And him getting frustrated and an inner monologue going, damn, today could have been the day that I took her or something Mm, like that. mm -hmm. Just fucking tell us. And then there's that there's that horrible tension of like every time um, every time Satoru is going to him for help, you're like, no, 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 don't go to him. Don't go to him. That's not the guy that you which and then when he starts to fall for it, you just start to get that hopeless feeling of, oh, God, he's falling right into it
1: which i think is is part of the rewatch we sorry it's part of the rewatchability for me.
2: Oh. Okay. Is that
1: yeah, is that kind of like i know he's the killer. That that veil has been ripped away from me, but i because because this show does not hinge on that reveal, i feel like it then adds to you know me rewatching it. I've 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 seen the anime full disclosure probably 7 times
2: mm, wow.
1: since since i was introduced to it. Um yeah, and I genuinely, whereas, um, I, I guess a good recent example would be um, Knives Out. Um, I really enjoyed Knives Out as a movie. Uh, Still I think, haven't seen it. Okay, okay. I, then I won't spoil it, but um, it, I will It's say, something I'm
2: not going to go out of my way to watch, so
1: sure, sure. you can but go I, for it. I, I, can, I, I can also haven't it seen
2: it. So. I uh, can
1: talk about it without spoiling it. I will just cool. say that um, I have had no desire to rewatch Knives Out. Hmm. Um, and it's in a similar vein. It's it's a more character driven murder mystery, but there is still a mystery to it. And but I think the reveal of who done it, which is also kind of obvious, I think in a, in a in a similar way that Erase's killer is obvious. Um, but there's uh there's there's something missing. There's an, there's an ingredient missing, which is I think part that the supporting cast is not very strong for knives out. Um, the, like I, I think I'm sure you guys have heard that um, that criticism before. like most of the non uh, suspect characters are not fleshed out whereas the right. race obviously has a very, very strong supporting cast and in fact, that's kind of the heart of the whole show. Um, and then uh, also that that the the villain, the eventual ki- the eventual killer, Um, is presented in such a way that they are suspicious, but not overly suspicious. So it is still leaning into the murder mystery aspect, whereas I I think that Erased, having the teacher be overly suspicious, but only in as he's presented to the audience, I think actually adds to my experience as a viewer already knowing. Um, I can totally see, though, somebody watching for the first time and immediately figuring out who the killer is being disappointed for sure um mm-hmm. but uh that was just not my experience i just i really i just found it i found it enjoyable because i because yeah it wasn't so my my question my my like the nar- the driving narrative question for me was not are we going to catch this killer it's are we going to save kayo mm-hmm. yeah it uh, was like it was like the killer was more of this inevitable force rather than you know a a dude who needed to be caught
0: at least for me um well i do it it could have maybe been interesting if if the 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 story was more explicit about who the killer was up front Mm -hmm. um as opposed to just being on the nose but not telling us until episode 10 or whatever Mm -hmm. in hindsight thinking about it more and more i'm kind of glad it didn't because i think even though the, the like at least for me the the Identity the killer isn't as important as the character development of, of Satoru and Kayo and, and all their friends mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, I think if we knew that Yashiro, like as, me as a first time viewer, I think if the show was explicit that and told me flat out that Yashiro, Yashiro was the killer in like episode two, it would have taken away from some of the wholesome slice of life shit because mm-hmm. there was a lot of there there was a lot of stuff where it's like yeah you know the 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 killer is in the background we know that this is about a serial killer we know that characters are going to die mm-hmm. but at least for me like like one of the strengths of this show was just how strong the character development was and and how yeah. wholesome and and it was like just just and we, his budding friendship with Kaio and and him becoming you know. a better friend to to Kenya and Hiromi and and, and whatnot and all those little things that, that that's kind of what kept me going and kept me invested. And I'd, I'd just be frustrated at the end of each episode because I'm like, no, keep going.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the other thing we should mention. The pacing for the anime is brilliant. It, it just, even though it is mostly this kind of like slice of life type, you know, like not, there's not a lot of action, you know, like, um, Attack on Titan, I think, has a similar kind of like pacing structure where it really kind of like ramps up to the end and then kind of leaves you on a on a bit of a cliffhanger wanting more. Um, But this does it without having, you know, explosive set pieces and really epic fights and stuff like that. It does it with this very intimate story of just like characters being and and growing. And it's uh, it's amazing.
2: (laughs) Well, it's a big statement to the. The story structure. And how they were able to visualize certain emotions, when you when you point out that and we all agree, when the best portion of the entire story is an image of a cup of noodles and a piece of bread.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
2: yeah. it really commends the level of storytelling that yeah. that's on display.
1: So um, to, for,
2: to for yeah, if you want to give the context yeah, for that. Yeah,
1: to to contextualize that um in the in his second revival attempt to save Kayo. Um there is a moment where they they kidnap her to uh to save her from the the, the actual kidnapper. Uh he um the, they figure out that the the place they've been keeping her is not safe. Um and so they end up taking her back to uh Satoru's house. Uh where his mom like takes care of her and actually treats her like a mom. Um she's been she's been being abused by her own mother and that's why she's eventually a target for the serial kidnapper. Um and we've, we've, seen, we've seen a lot of her mom's abuse in the show. We've seen her bruises. We've seen her getting hit and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, there's, there's a moment where uh, they, they wake up after Caillou's after first night at their house. And mom has made just, like, this, you know, gourmet, full-spread breakfast. And it's set out at the table and it looks beautiful. And Caillou looks at it and we see a flash of what she sees. And she's looking at this breakfast and she's thinking back and she sees a cup of noodles on her, like, like, you know, at her her home. Then just a piece of bread and then just money. Uh, And she just in this scene, it cuts back to her and she breaks down in tears. Um, And it's it's one of two scenes in the show that always gets me because it's just it's such beautiful storytelling. And just so you just feel that emotion in just a series of images. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's brilliant. And yeah, we like, I, I actually was debating when we were watching it, saying something of like, this is about to be one of my favorite moments in the show. And I held off because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to like give them any expectations. And both of you independently were just like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, I'm just like, yes, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad I recommended this. Yeah. (laughs) I picked the right people to watch with. (laughs) Yeah. Because I know you guys. Needed you more know, wolves you though you appreciate sorry what
0: needed more wolves though
1: It did need more wolves, you're right <laughs> but you guys appreciate visual storytelling you appreciate yeah. that kind of that kind of setup and we may
2: know. be goons, but we like subtlety. yeah
0: <laughs> exactly. I, I, I I may be a, a big hack fraud piece of shit Dumbo goon, but God mm. damn it, I prefer visual storytelling to fucking exposition. Yes, I, I don't, like, if, if that scene was Kyle looking at the breakfast and then she starts crying and then goes, no, you don't understand. I haven't had, like, a home-cooked breakfast in, like, uh. years. I just wouldn't care because it's, and then, it's and exposition.
2: And a 60-second flashback to her mother, like, making her eat cigarette butts. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, God. It's good for you. Here's, yeah. some, here's some Pabst yeah. Blue Ribbon. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing is this show... You know, pref- yeah. like, even though we talk about how uh, Yashiro is not presented in a subtle, in a subtle manner whatsoever, uh, mostly this show does subtlety very, very well, um, including uh, the foreshadowing in the opening credits.
0: Yeah, that was um, so- that was something that uh, I-, I-, I was very pleased with, especially because mm-hmm. I think be- like shortly before Erased, uh, as, or maybe as we were watching, it, you know, I was talking to Kat and mentioning how, one of the things that i really love about jojo's bizarre adventure is that the the OPs for each season each each arc foreshadow events to come uh in in some instances pretty fucking brazenly like it, like if you know what you're looking for you flat out get the entirety of the story but it it doesn't it doesn't do it in such like an overt way you do have to like intentionally look for it or like they'll fuck with the op and 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 whatnot like do little little touches to like fuck with it when certain <laughs> plot points have happened and i was telling cat that and cat was like oh well maybe you should start paying attention to the op and erased and uh <laughs> yeah erased was was basically doing the same shit i was like "Hey, i'm mm-hmm. glad like like I know the Jojo anime came up beforehand so maybe er- the erased anime took influence from that but like
1: probably but actually, I-, the, I don't um, care funny, because it's such story,
0: it's so well I love it when shit does that yeah
1: actually funny story apparently the uh the author um Ke- I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce the name correctly uh Kei Sanbei yeah uh apparently he Ke's actually Kei Sanbei <laughs> yeah um apparently he did work on uh Jojo the the manga oh yeah so uh, very together. very much they could have uh there could have been some influence there oh um, my
0: god yeah i'm looking at it right now uh Sanbei yeah. came across a job listing in weekly shonen jump from hirohiko hirohiko Araki uh, uh, requesting mm-hmm. for new assistance while not particularly a fan of jojo's bizarre adventure series its variety of backgrounds and foreign settings enticed him to submit an application after applying twice Sanbei was accepted into Araki's team uh, yeah. around the time of Battle Tendency serialization, and was eventually oh, yeah. promoted to chief assistant. He would go mm-hmm. on to work for Araki for a total of eight years before leaving halfway through uh, Vento Aureo, a.k.a. Golden Wind, to pursue his own career as a manga artist. Yeah. Nice! Well...
2: There's mm-hmm. your crossover. Well then.
0: yeah, now, now 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 I guess this is one hundred percent setting in stone as if it wasn't already one hundred set in stone that I'm fucking <laughs> showing you JoJo Cat.
1: Yes, hundred percent. I look I am I'm on board. My hesitancy with getting into JoJo is I know how how long it is, how Don't much forget about that for the time
0: there. being. Just know that yeah. Saturo is now a JoJo. <laughs>
1: Excellent, excellent, Yashiro! Yeah. Revival is just a stand power, right? Yeah, yeah, revival, yeah exactly. revival is a
0: stand power. And serial Great. killing is the work of an enemy stand. Oh, oh. You know, the, yeah, 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 there we go, there we go. Yashiro's yeah. stand power is seeing the spider thread.
1: <gasps> yeah. Wow, there we go. Oh my god. Big oh, brain, James. <laughs>
0: I, I saw that I cracked the case.
1: Oh, um, to, to go back to, um... the the breakfast scene, uh, as a, as a segue to that, my other, there's one other moment that always gets me, um, in the, in the show. And actually this is, this might be a really good segue to start talking about some of the, the differences between the anime and the manga, um, and the, and the live action shows, uh, is the, um, so after, after, uh, satoro wakes up from his coma um he doesn't have any memory of of what happened he's lost 15 years um and the anime portrays this beautifully in that um his internal monologue is now voiced by his child self um which well, uh, not,
2: not to interrupt cat but why don't you yeah. let the viewers know what uh what coma you're talking about
1: oh uh <laughs> right so um yeah uh i i think i mentioned earlier that um when when yashiro finally does Catch on to Satoro's kind of meddling in his affairs. He uh, takes him out in a car and uh, shoves the car into a an icy lake. And uh, Satoro does not die from this, but instead uh, is is stuck in a coma for fifteen years. Um, and uh, he, when he wakes up, uh, his his mom has been taking care of him all these fifteen years, um, but he has no memory of what happened. So he doesn't remember uh what yashiro did um and yeah he 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 doesn't remember anything uh his his friends the specifically the friends he's made from you know attempting to save all these people through revival uh are still with him are still trying to help him uh kenya and hiromi are now like grown up and they're the first to come visit him uh and his mom specifically says like don't don't tell him shit like don't tell him anything we we don't want to like overload him right now he's just woken up like let's just like chill you know um
2: don't tell him about
1: 9-11 don't tell him about yeah exactly don't tell him about all the stuff he god does. damn it um <laughs> we said we wouldn't <laughs> um but um <laughs> uh I don't know if you want to give additional context. No, no. Nope. Okay. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like a red letter media reference. Don't worry, guys. Um. But so. um. So Satoru is then, you know, he's still in physical therapy because he's still trying to get back. Um, You know, his his mom has been kind of like exercising his muscles by just like, you know, giving him like, like workouts while he slept and stuff like that. But he has still been bedridden for 15 years, so he's he can't really walk quite well and stuff like that. Um, and uh, as he's in physical therapy, uh, a woman comes to visit him, um, a woman with a baby, um, and he immediately recognized her as Grown-Up Kayo. Um, and it turns out that her baby is Hiromi's, so she and Hiromi got married. Um, and uh, in the anime... Um, Satoru, uh, the baby starts crying and, uh, I think reaches, reaches her, his hand out and Satoru ends up touching his hand and we don't know it immediately, but there is a cute little detail that I, I don't know if you guys picked up on, uh, but his inner monologue stops after, uh, the, the he touched the baby's hand. Yeah, don't, don't,
0: okay, yeah. yeah. We don't Beautiful hear his
1: inner monologue again until uh, until it's revealed that he got all his memories back because essentially his inner monologue at that moment switches back to his adult self because everything reconnects for him. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's eventually revealed that uh, touching the baby's hand, who is a child who would never have existed, considering that in the original timeline both of his parents were horribly murdered as children. Um, it, it's just like it's one of the most like. Beautiful bittersweet moments for me of the series, um, in that like you know it's it's kind of like all of all of what Satoru went through, all of the sacrifice he made is 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 worth it, and he you know the kind of connection to this this person who just who exists because of Satoru's, like kindness, it was it was just it was beautiful to me.
0: Yeah, no, it's very beautiful.
1: Um, but. That is not how it happens in the manga. Um, so, uh, if you guys want, I can start talking about some of the differences.
0: I, I can't wait to hear some of these. Before before <laughs> you do, I just want to add mm-hmm. one more thing about the, uh, the 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 anime, and I mm-hmm. think we can all agree on this: that um, Satoru's mom, Sachiko, is the best character, and she's a witch.
1: Oh my god, she's so good. <laughs>
0: she is. She is the best.
1: Yeah. The, the this inter the anime interpretation of her is easily my favorite
0: yeah by far absolutely
1: yeah by a long shot yes a hundred percent um in the in the manga she's a little um she's mo she's pretty similar um but uh they make her a little bit harsher like not in a fun way kind of like where she's she's very spicy in the in the anime she's a very like you know tomboyish smoker like she looks super young she knows she looks super young she's just like if you, you know. bring
2: me a beer I'll let you have one.
1: Exactly, exactly. She's the cool mom. <laughs> and she she kind of like knows everything. She's very mm-hmm. perceptive and and to the point where the main character often like thinks to himself that oh my god, she's a witch. Like she read my mind kind of thing. <laughs> Yokai. <laughs> um Okay, so uh to start um because I talked about the the baby scene, um in the in the manga um instead of like the the kayo and her baby do show up um but it's still while um satoru does not have his memories at all um in the in the manga the coma recovery is a lot longer um than it's presented in the show um and it's also largely more self-motivated um so i think possibly some of the criticism of the ending that i've heard where it's it's a little rushed because the, the the books tend to be a little longer about how it ends, um, might come partially from this. So in the manga, um Satoru starts getting his memory back during the scene where uh the um paparazzi are taking pictures of him with the um with the I think her name is
2: Oh with the leukemia Kiyu? patient.
1: With the with the leukemia patient. Yes. She has she has a much bigger role to play in the in the manga as well. Kumi. Um Kumi, thank you. Kumi, yes, thank you. Um so uh in, in the anime it is it is adult or more adult? Uh it is Yashiro who interrupts the paparazzi and kind of like you know saves uh, Satoru from embarrassment. In the manga it is Iri. Who kind of shows up out of nowhere and decks a reporter. Um and, and it kinda it doesn't fully give his memories back, but it triggers him to kind of like remember the alternate timeline of like, I know this girl. Um also in the manga, um, he he tries to get up out of his wheelchair, like when he sees her, and collapses and falls back into a coma for another two years. Yeah,
0: another coma.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like what? <laughs> so so yeah, so he he partially recovers his memories there, and then when he wakes up from his second coma, um oh my God. <laughs> he starts he starts basically like attempting to find her again to try to make the connections again and 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 reforge his memories. Huh. Um so that's 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 part and ties into uh Irie has a much larger role in the manga. Um there are a lot of scenes with her that are either um, cut entirely, or her part is cut out of them, or cut down in them. So, um, For instance, in the, which you guys you guys saw in the live-action movie we just watched, um, in the manga, uh, the don't, first scene don't, with... Don't
0: bring that cursed thing <laughs> into my don't life. Don't
1: bring that shit up right now. Um, in the first scene of Revival with his mom, where they, they stop the attempted kidnapping, um, Irie shows up in the middle of that scene and like comically Pratt falls in front of them. And that's like part of the revival. And it's, it's kind of like, wait, what, why is what, what's happening here? Um, I personally think it works much better in the anime without her where she, she kind of like, they run into her at the end, but like Mm -hmm. in the actual scene itself, it's just him and the mom. So we can kind of like focus on what the mom sees, what, you know, like what, what, what she, and she is thinking about what her son is, seeing and it kind of focuses up more it's it's, it it presents a tighter narrative i think um so uh oh the other thing about the manga that mercifully every adaptation has cut out um is that irie frequently refers to himself in the uh, third person
2: yeah you can ditch all that shit i i get that there's there's a lot of um Anime and manga that like to attribute like a certain verbal tick to characters, whether it's using the third person or um, one I actually do kind of find endearing. Uh, Reno from Final Fantasy 7 constantly saying "yo" in all of his sentences.
0: Oh, like well, okay, yeah.
2: I like the little verbal ticks. But mm-hmm. having your character refer to themselves in the third person, especially as a way of finding out what their name is,
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Which, which, holy
2: shit, yeah, that it was
1: that it, it was very clumsy in the because uh, up, until, up until that, so in the manga, there's a scene early on where him and uh, he experiences another revival with Irie, and essentially they have to go save a group of kids from an abandoned building, they're like falling down an open elevator shaft. It's very weird and kind of goofy, okay. um, but after that happens, because Irie's the one who like dives into the elevator shaft to like save them. Um, after that happens, she's very shook up, and she just starts talking about, like, oh, Irie's hands are shaking now, and he literally is like, oh, I guess that's her first name, and I was like, that is the clumsiest <laughs> way to introduce oh, that's- yeah. That's I mean, yeah. Like,
0: y- it. Yeah. I mean, like, it can work, like, somebody it referring can. to their name, like, a, a good example that I thought of did, did, uh, is, is fucking Dio Brando in JoJo's bizarre Adventure, but he's this mm-hmm. heel fucking bravado villain. Of course, he might occasionally refer to himself as Dio, like he'll be like I Dio, you know, sort of thing. Whereas a cutesy Japanese high school pizza delivery girl, it just seems oh kawaii. Yes, and And I kind of hate that shit. Or
2: when the great one, the Rock, speaks to you in the third
0: person, jabroni.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know that that it's it's
0: usually like a sign of like egotistical shit, as opposed to. Oh, it's a cute little cute little tick.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh another uh I think one of you guys mentioned this uh while we were watching the movie about wanting a a scene with just uh Yashiro and Satoro in the car together.
0: I oh, mean, no, we somebody... we were we were uh we were talking about how if 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 we were adapting um,
1: Right, right, that you would you erased. would make it so they yeah. have to, yeah. It would just condense. Okay, it yeah, would basically right yeah, after the would Kaio cut scene.
0: straight from
2: the child protective services dealing with the abusive mother, straight mm-hmm. to the reveal of the killer.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, okay, so this is slightly different, but I guess still a good segue. Um, in the in the manga, there are actually two scenes in the car before in in Yashiro's car before uh, his attempted murder of Satoru. Um, one is with the mom, and one is without. Um, The first the first one is without the mom. Um, Essentially, there's like a moment where like it it was it was very weird. It was like Yashiro forgot to hand something out in class and was like, I have to go to everyone's house and like Satoru come with me. I don't know. Um, And that was when they talk about. Oh, my gosh, I want to say that's when they talk about um, trying to uh, like meet somebody that you don't no already that's when he's like trying to figure out how to get to aya to to Ooh, protect okay. her um and then later on they have the same they have another scene in the car with the mom um and they talk about like the second half of that which was about like filling the void i think something like that it's it's either that or in reverse um and then like and so the first scene actually is when they reveal the the candy in the drawer okay. and then the second scene the second scene has the same uh the, the same thing happens. He gives him more candy and then mom wakes up and is like, She doesn't say can I bum one off you? Which was one of my favorite lines in the in the anime. Um yes. but she does she does definitely say like give me one of those. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: Um but yeah, so I think I think the anime wisely chose to cut those two together. Yeah. Um because it just it, it fits a little better. But I think I think the manga was definitely trying to build start building him up a little bit as a potential suspect. In mm-hmm. the minds of the the readers, okay. Um, so I have I have two other big differences between the anime and the manga. Um, the first is that, and this is this is true of um, the, or this. Uh, uh, I, I guess I should start with um, the Netflix adaptation is slightly more true to the manga than the anime. Um, it follows the the ending, which I will, which is the second point I'm going to get into, and it also employs this change. Uh, Which is that Caillou returns to school um, a short while after she's been rescued from her mom. Um, So essentially in the anime, uh, they make a big deal out of saying that like, hey, once we actually get this ball rolling and get child services involved and get her away from her mom, she's not going to be here anymore. She's not going to be able to be your friend anymore. And that is part of the sacrifice that that Satoru willingly takes on is that he will essentially you know, lose this friend he's just made in an effort to save her. Um, and in my opinion, the the manga's choice of bringing her back anyway as, like, she's commuting to school from her grandma's house just really undercuts that point. Um, Same.
0: I would agree with that. I,
1: I, yeah, I like very much the anime cut that out entirely and, and you know, made it much more... Because, yeah, I feel like the anime's big theme is, is you know, f- like, sacrifice for... Yes. um for for love not in the romantic sense but in the familial or or you know platonic sense the satoru's, platonic sense of love
2: satoru's entire arc and the root of his revival ability is about sacrifice he's mm-hmm. he's a guardian angel for other people's at the cost of his own mental emotional and physical well-being
1: yes so exactly. w- you
2: know w- when some of his revivals will hospitalize him um mm-hmm. some some will still take their toll in in an emotional sense and having to let go of at that point your best friend mm-hmm. is is that sort of cost that's that's the exchange that revival is taking.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right.
2: So then to have her just come back is just like, yo, really? It, yeah, yeah. You got one for free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and it also makes it like, okay, well now she's not safe from the killer, right? Like he could still decide to take her. Just it it you know creates more holes too yeah um, you know even even outside of the just thematically falling flat um but now we come to probably one of my biggest points of contention with I believe the erased fan base probably um because I you know I I heard from uh, James sent me a uh a, like a like a link to a video essay on it and I've heard from other people that um they prefer the ending in the manga to the ending in the uh the anime specifically in regards to how how they wrap up the um what happens to yashiro basically um so uh in the manga once the killer is revealed uh yashiro gets a very extensive backstory um and i will very briefly detail it for you guys because it's also not really touched on in the other live action movie um but it is touched on in the live action Netflix series uh basically growing Yashiro grew up fairly wealthy um and his he but he had an older brother who was very violent and his parents doted more on Yashiro and so the brother would beat him up a lot um eventually the brother went from doing that to molesting young girls and essentially uh started to employ Yashiro to lure them to him and then like provide aftercare which is exactly how it's worded in the in the manga and it i'm just like oh like no gross um at one point or uh you know some some months after they've started this little symbiotic relationship they have uh the brother kills one of the girls because he thinks he's about to get caught um Yashiro helps him cover it up and then Yashiro decides like oh I know what I'm supposed to do here and essentially sets it up so he kills his own brother and makes it look like a suicide um Mm -hmm. after essentially pinning the the girl's murder on him like you know being like oh yes he definitely killed her kind of thing even though truthfully he did kill her Uh, so yeah, that's like, that's his big thing. And then, uh, he continues to lure little girls and just kill them, right? Um, it's not really explained why he kills them, but he, it's just like, that's essentially what he's just decided he really likes to do. Um, he talks in the car at one point about having a bad experience in romance and therefore not, that's why he's not married yet. Um, and the manga gets more into that. He had a fiance um who was a psychologist. She was a child psychologist specifically, and he was super interested in like figuring out child psychology because that would help him lure more victims. Uh, and but she's also she was also very smart, and she ended up kind of getting suspicious of him, and so he murdered her. <laughs> um, also, instead of once the um once Satoru catches him, instead of like stopping killing altogether, he just stops killing kids. He just he he keeps killing adults. Like there's this whole like Kenya explains it later. There's a whole thing where like he actually was the one who killed his his uh because he he at the end of the show he gets married so that he can become a congressman or like a politician um and like take over his father-in-law's business. He kills his father-in-law in the manga and like he just keeps killing adults just can't stop um yeah it's it's very weird and elaborate and kind of again unnecessary i feel like it's a lot of unnecessary stuff where i think we get the point across very well in the anime where he's you know he doesn't need to we don't really need to know the why more so than what we get in the in the anime yeah um so then the ending uh Yashiro is... I'm excited
2: uh, for this. I want to yeah. do this shit.
1: Um, yeah. In fairness, now that we've seen a true travesty of an erased ending, this will not seem as bad. Um, and I will I will kind of explain my thoughts on it a little bit at the end of this, but yeah. Um, so the ending, uh, it is more of an elaborate cat-and-mouse game. So essentially, uh, Satoro gets his memory back once he manages to like figure out Irie and figure out all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks to Kenya, and he's like, hey, it was it was our teacher. Let's let's get him. Um, uh, Yashiro is now he now goes by uh, uh, Nishizuma, I think. Yeah, Nishizono? Nishizuma. Yeah, um, like yeah. And he's a he's a congressman, and he's also very involved in the hospital that um, that uh, Satoro has been staying at. So, uh, uh, basically, he arranges this trip to a park like a like a nature preserve park with like a bunch of like obstacle courses and hiking and like cute things it's supposed to be like a hospital outing for like the outpatients, right um so it's been two years kumi is now in recovery from her her cancer treatment um and so it's gonna be like her first trip and essentially they decide to support like both yashiro and satoro ascend to attend, intend to sort of use kumi as bait for the other one mm-hmm. um both parties set up a bunch of different traps to try to outdo one another. Yashiro sets up a bunch of like fake supply kits. So like um, in the you know in the past he had a he had a supply kit of like kidnap materials that he had in the in the um, in the bus. That was why they uh, they in the bus that they were keeping Kaio in originally. Mm-hmm. That was why they decided it was unsafe. So he essentially sets up kits that are that look just like that in hopes of like outing Satoru, basically. Um and essentially Yashiro's plan is to kill Kumi and pin it on Satoru. And then uh Satoru's plan is to try to catch Yashiro in the act and and you know get him basically. Mm-hmm. Um the final confrontation though, uh essentially uh Kumi ends up like getting out of like uh they've been watching her but she disappears and they're like oh no. They figure out that she's in a boat that's sinking on the lake. Um but Satoru is ends up being a step ahead of Yashiro, and they the final confrontation with them ends up on a on a bridge that Yashiro has doused in gasoline, um, mm-hmm. as the like like the fireworks are about to happen. Um, so they have a big serial killer versus you know detective style confrontation where you know they talk about you know, all of, all of the things that happened and, and, you know, Yashiro's like, I'm not, you know, like I was planning to kill Kumi, but really it was to get to you. The whole point of this is I want to, I want to kill you by my own hands and also die. Like that's going to be the end of my story. Cause I don't believe in the criminal justice system. All I'm doing is trying to fill the void in my life, which is just what everyone else is doing. I'm just doing it the way that works for me. And everybody else thinks that's evil. Am I evil? And it's that it's that kind of conversation. Um, so the bridge is rigged to explode with both of them on it. He sets the gasoline on fire. They both end up just plunging into the lake and surviving. Yashiro is arrested. Um, and uh, he essentially just... Con- like, As we discovered... There is a statute of limitations in Japan, even for murders or attempted murder. I think it's like 15 years. Uh, I think that was like recently overturned or something, but there's still like a grandfather system of like, if it's older than the law was implemented, then it still doesn't count. Um, But he confessed to all of it. So he ends up getting, uh, I believe he ends up getting the death penalty or life in prison. the the manga and the and the live action flip them so like one of them he gets life in prison one of them he gets the death the death penalty, mm-hmm. um, and so my my issue with this ending, and it is it is the bulk of the final book the bulk of the final book of the of erased is this setup and final confrontation, um, and I think ultimately it misses the point of the, of the of the the story i I think i think the manga the manga is much better about hiding who the killer is but you do still have the scene of he's got a bunch of candy in his glove compartment Mm -hmm. you know it's it's still very oh yeah it's him and nobody's really suspicious nobody's really suspicious of him so it's definitely him (laughs) um to give context i saw the i saw the live action netflix show before i read the manga and i will say that the manga is better than the live action show for sure um but i you know like i saw the live action show and i was like i don't like this ending at all um and the manga like it's better um but i will say that it this ending in particular really reminded me of the original ending um uh or the original screenplay for the movie seven um, I don't know if either of you have read it
2: before. Nope. I've only seen the film Seven.
1: Okay. So then you guys both know that like the ending for Seven is iconic.
0: Yeah. I right? adore it.
1: Yes, it's amazing. Uh, that is not the ending in the original screenplay. Um the original screenplay, a lot a lot of the scenes are the same. Um, there's a little bit more like into the research of of the sort of like church influences and like you know, the, 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 very old kind of like paintings and stuff like that. Um, sure. and the final, the final scene, the final, like the climax of the original screenplay is a serial killer V detective confrontation in a church. And it's, it's fine. It's, you know, it works. Um, but it's very basic. And that's that's kind of how I feel about this ending for Erased. I feel like it's basic. I feel like this is the this is the standard way to end a serial killer movie. Um, am I saying that the ending the anime provides for Yashiro is akin to the ending to Seven? Not at all. <laughs> um, no. I, yeah. I think I think that that James and Lee both. Um, I think you guys both when you saw it kind of said that the ending especially for in the Yashiro-Satoro confrontation, was not your favorite part, was the, was a weak element to the ending? Yeah, I,
0: I, was, uh, I was on board with, I don't know, 90 to 95% of it until mm-hmm. Satoro's plan was, yes. I'm going to roll my wheelchair off the roof because somehow this gate conveniently blew open and yeah. my friends have a crash mat down there and the entire plot hinges on Yashiro one not looking down and seeing the <laughs> crash mat. And yep. two, letting like actually catching the wheelchair. So no, I guess one, catching yep. the wheelchair. Two, not looking down, and then three actually letting go of the wheelchair instead of trying to pull Satoru back up. Yes. Like I, yeah. I think there could have they could have done I, I don't know what they could have done, mm-hmm. but they could have done something that wasn't as ridiculous, I would say. Yes. And this is coming from somebody who sat through 12 episodes of a show where somebody's able to travel back in time.
1: <laughs> yes. Like, I, I yes. bought
0: that, but the entire shit of him throwing himself off the roof, that, that couple minutes kind of soured the ending a little bit for me.
1: Yes. And I, yeah, I would definitely... Agree with you on that. I think, for me, the strength of that of that ending um, is not in the resolution of it, but in the sort of like reveal of what it means to Yashiro. Because and it's not
0: stupid of, like the movie, it's, and
1: it's not yeah. So uh, we'll get it, there. It's not. It's not. It doesn't feel generic. It doesn't feel like a generic. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna fight each other on the on you know. They're they're gonna fight each other here. They're gonna you know have a have a standoff of of uh you know opposing moralities and you know, it, like it it just and uh you know i say this as somebody who is a big fan of um you know most of the hannibal movies and tv shows where that stuff does happen a lot right but but i feel like that's more of a like a staple like a genre staple where it's like that is expected to happen your your show is about hannibal it's you know you're going to have him up against detectives. Um but yeah, I, I I felt like it was it was weaker here because Yashiro was not a he's not Hannibal. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah um and uh uh additionally, I think that the the strength of the ending for the anime kind of lies in the fact that um unlike unlike the manga where he continues killing but just not killing children uh Yashiro in the anime doesn't kill anyone after uh Satoru goes in the river. Right. Um and part of he's that is because well, he's he's like waiting for it almost or like he just he he needs to know what's because uh this is also not um this does not happen in the manga, this is not happened Happen, happen in, and ugh, this does not happen in any of the live action shows, but in the anime, um before uh, Satoru goes underwater, he screams out, Yashiro, I know your future. Um, And because of that, like, Yashiro has become obsessed with that, and he's because of that, he's become obsessed with Satoru, and essentially waiting for Satoru to wake up. And kind of like, that confrontation on the roof is more him realizing that, like, Satoru is actually the only one who knows what he truly is. That Satoru's efforts blocked him from you know, essentially fulfilling his dreams of being a you know like like a notorious serial killer who's killed hundreds of people, um, but he doesn't because of Satoro. So there's like this like alternate him that is that is still him, but only Satoro knows that person. Mm-hmm. And and that that kind of con- like thematic connection there just felt so much more uh, interesting and enjoyable to me to have that, like, that real twist of the knife at him at the end. Where, like, not only did I stop you from killing my friends, but I stopped you from being you. Like, mm-hmm. I erased I erased you.
2: Ah? Uh, uh. Right?
1: Yeah. Like, I'm like, that fucking works.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. The other things I will say about the live-action Netflix show is that... I found Irie, Akemi, who's Caillou's uh, uh, mom, and Yuki to be really well cast. Um, I think everyone else in the cast was serviceable, but uh, kind like Satoro had issues. He was not very charismatic. Um, well,
0: based on the two screenshots that I've seen, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with the fake beards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there there was also a a surprising amount of terrible fake beards in the I, in the live action episode. I don't know what we, you're m- about. we must
2: be looking at different beards. <laughs> those are perfection. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They it was uh when I saw when I saw those for the first time, I was just like why? Like I, I think I, I think kinda they wish Kayo trying... had a fake beard. Yeah, you as know that's the only thing that's missing. As I think. a child. Yeah. As a, as a child. yeah. <laughs> and then she grows up and it's like a full be- and you're like, oh, Kayo <laughs> or, or, no,
0: no, no, Kayo has the baby and the baby has a fake beard
1: yeah. oh, there you go, there you go, perfect yeah, I think I think there were probably so as cheesy as it is, I think it might have made sense for Yashiro because he's supposed to be like, in disguise so it's like, okay, he's wearing a fake beard as part of his disguise Sawata's fake beard is just it's a, it's a choice <laughs>
0: Fucking gorgeous! It's a stylistic it's choice. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah.
0: So, do we want to start hating now? Or... Oh
1: boy! Yeah, oh,
0: please. Dude. Let's let's get to we that. We should. So, yeah. the night after, <laughs> the night after we watched the anime, fuck. I was, <laughs> I was casually reading the erased wiki because I was toying with the idea of watching because we watched this last week. the the anime. Mm -hmm. We binged all 12 episodes. And I was casually toying with the idea of being a good boy and watching the Netflix series so I could have a little more to talk about because I haven't read the manga and I'm a lazy shit. And I've (laughs) never watched the Netflix series. So at least I'd kind of have a vague understanding of you know maybe how the manga was. And through this, I discovered that there was a live action erased movie. And I tell Cat this, and Cat is like, "What?" <laughs> and everybody who I've told this to has been like, "What?" Because I, I, I think in that video essay that I I I, br- I mentioned to you, or I sh- shot you, Cat. They also briefly mm. mentioned uh, Mother's basement. Uh, he also briefly mentioned uh, uh, which and a movie
1: uh, to. to uh... To clarify, I've only watched like the first five minutes of because I didn't want. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to have, have his opinion color mine, or uh, have a lot of this podcast be me responding to his criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I saw the first five minutes where he said that he didn't like the ending of the anime, and I was like, I disagree, and I didn't want to go further than that because I didn't want to get into like the details of why I disagree in specific relation to his criticism.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I, I got my
1: own reasons. I, I
0: watched it mostly as sort of a, a, a catch-up to kind of hear what the manga was like, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, like I was like, okay, so there's this movie, and apparently nobody likes it. Uh, <laughs> especially because it has a different ending from both the manga and the anime. And I tell this to Kat, and we toy with the idea of watching it before the podcast at some point during the week maybe we'll watch it let's do let's do a watch party in fact let's do a watch party of this movie right before the podcast that's a great fucking idea and then it became this entire ordeal of trying to find the movie cuz mm-hmm. it's not streaming fucking anywhere and the only way I can see to, like, l- like check out the movie is to buy a Chinese import Blu-ray off of Amazon that has English subtitles. But even then, uh, it doesn't have prime shipping, so who knows if it would have arrived before the, the, the podcast day. And I don't have a Blu-ray player or a disk drive on my computer, so I'd have to send it to... to order it to Kat. Uh, and, and, and maybe she could, like, rip it or whatever. But instead... Weeb Mama and Riku pulled through and managed well, to find us a copy.
1: Boy did they. And Oh, and we had to get we had to download separate. Additional subtitles,
0: subtitles because yeah. the subtitles of this the the, the the file that we have were in Russian. Which Y'all
2: I mean, gotta really understand the level of jank <laughs> that we're
0: working with here.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and also our level of commitment to this podcast. Yes. We did all this for you.
0: We did all this for we you. We
1: love you. Um, <laughs> we're willing to sa- to literally sacrifice 2 hours of our time for you.
0: So what it it the first hour and 40 minutes is a really rushed adaptation of most of erased. Mhm. And I would say that the movie fails as an adaptation because, like, while we were able to kind of understand what the fuck was going on, because we had just Mm -hmm. seen the anime a week prior, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so much shit just seemed to pop up out of fucking nowhere. Like, shit was just so goddamn rushed. The one thing I can say Mm -hmm. is the kid actors were great, Yeah, and the guy who was playing uh, uh, Satoru, I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce his name, Tatsuya Fujiwara... Uh, who I recognize as the lead actor from Battle Royale, uh, was really great. And also, while looking at Wikipedia Cat, and I've been sitting on this now for like the last 40 minutes, just for this moment, uh, he was also light Yagami in the live-action Japanese Death Note movies. Really? Yes.
1: What a... What a connection. What a connection. We were, we were, while we were watching this movie, we did start talking about the Death Note adaptations as well. Because yeah. uh, those are notoriously bad live action adaptations, uh, which we we do have some good things to say about, but like, not a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the first hour and 40 minutes of this is a very, very rushed Adaptation. That's not very good. Some good performances. People are trying, yes. and there's some yes. good. There's effort. There's some effort, but, yes. and and you can tell at least for the first hour and forty minutes, the filmmakers aren't strictly making a cash grab. Like there's some interesting mm-hmm. creative choices, and and, yes. and some interesting costume design, and and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I will. I will definitely give them that for for at least the first hour and forty minutes. It seemed less like. Oh, we've got a caption on Erased Popularity, and more that, hey, we're fans of this story, let's, let's try to do this thing. Or at least some of the people behind it seemed like they were fans.
0: And then the last 20 minutes happen. <laughs> we're immediately thrown, like, the entire time throughout the last 20 minutes, we're just screaming, what the fuck is happening?
1: We were literally—it was literally just back and forth of what? Just what? What? There,
2: <laughs> there may have been some actual pauses of the film involved.
1: There was definitely yeah, too, one pause.
0: <laughs> yes, uh,
1: to to rewind and and check. not
0: even not even a rewind on my part. I I raged. I rage quit the movie for a minute.
1: Uh, oh yeah, you did.
0: And and fucking threw my headphones and had to storm out of my fucking room in anger. I'm not even a super diehard erased fan. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I I literally asked, I was like, James, are you okay? I, I heard a slam. I'm hoping you didn't throw yourself off the roof. <laughs> yeah, no, I
0: I I I, st- Onto a
1: crash I, I
0: threw <laughs> yeah. my fucking headphones on my desk and I stormed out of my re- my my fucking room to get a goddamn rock star. Because I was like, no, man, I, I I need I need a cool, refreshing beverage to do with this horse shit. Okay, okay. Uh, can
1: you can you explain the ending and then specifically notate the moment that caused you to stomp out of the room? Yes. Because it's the ending is such a blur to me that I don't remember which part it's a it was. Fever dream. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, as Kat said, when when Satoru goes into the river, he wakes up. Fifteen years later, uh, losing fifteen years of his life. Right. That's that's how it is in the manga. That's how it is in the anime. That's how it is in the Netflix adaptation. In the movie, apparently, he just wakes up after the car crash from the start of the movie, with no indication as to what has been what has transpired during the last eighteen years, because it's it's now. 2006 it's, it's the year the movie started in it's no indication as to what the fuck is going on like 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 he, he literally just found out who the killer was was thrown in the river and now it's 18 years later and it's acting as though he he just got hit by the car saving that kid
1: Ooh, ooh, wait and can we also talk about the uh the the, the yashiro confrontation scene
0: that real quick yeah sure sure bring bring that up because i gotta i gotta i gotta get my anger out
1: okay okay uh, so in the in all of the other adaptations, Yashiro actually like traps Satoro. Like he's stuck in the car. He has his seatbelt is like broken in such a way that it cannot be undone. And part of the you know the final his final moments in 1988 are him trying to to escape and and free himself and get out of the sinking car. Uh, in this in this one, they stop at a bridge. And like both of them just like casually walk out of the car talking about how Yashiro's murdering a bunch of children.
0: Yeah. And then he yeets and then he eats 10 year old Satsuro out yeah. the fucking no off the bridge.
2: No that restraints, no, no, nope. hold, no, you know, no, not holding on to the jacket. Nope. Just taking a stroll with him and going, like, Wow, you fucking got me, you know?
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. And wow. And- And yeah, and Saturo's not like, maybe he's dangerous and I shouldn't be anywhere near him because he's murdered a bunch of children. (laughs) But nope.
0: (laughs) So he wakes up and the scene plays out similar to the scene before, except for instead of Irie in the hospital with him, it's a pregnant Kaio. And because Hiromi's not in this adaptation... We have no idea who the father is. For all we know, and because we have no idea what ha- transpired in the last 18 years, for all we know, Satoru got Kaio pregnant. Yep. We, we and they never clarify. They never they clarify. Never <laughs> they <laughs> never bring it up. It's it, it, And, and Kaio is acting very wifey or girlfriendy mm-hmm. to him. At least that's the vibe we all got. So we have mm-hmm. no fucking idea what but, the fuck but then is going immediately on he
1: runs back home and it's his mom in his in his like bachelor pad yeah and I'm like no way are you married in your <coughs> apartment who knows like,
0: as a successful manga artist who, who knows who knows it doesn't it doesn't matter time is a flat circle <laughs> so anyways he then goes up to kenya who's who had like five minutes of screen time as a kid and and he's like yeah, you know we gotta we gotta track down the murderer, and then 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 fucking Satoru tracks down Yashiro to to the moment when he and his mom interrupted Yashiro from kidnapping a kid before they realized it was Yashiro. Mm-hmm. And 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 Yashiro's like, "Oh, hey, you know, you found me." And and Satoru's like, "Yeah, I found you." Smash cut to them standing on top of a fucking building. For yeah. their big fucking no, no, no where, scenes in between. Where is this building? N- nobody we knows. Know. Who the we
1: fuck cares? Fucking, we have no who, idea. Who, it's nobody like, told fuck us. You. Outworld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they're just in outworld.
0: And then, 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 yeah. Oh, and and keep in mind also throughout this adaptation, it keeps showing fucking hamsters because in the anime and I guess in the manga, part of it mm-hmm. is like. You know, he had these when he was a kid or something, or when he was younger, he, he a classmate gave him these hamsters and he decided to drown them and 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 uh, uh, when when he came back later he found one of the hamsters standing on top of one of the drowned hamsters trying to survive and he kept that hamster as a pet. And it's somehow tied into this, this story that he read where it, it'll, it like, you know, people had like a spider's web above their head, or whatever, and Yashiro was, was able to see... It was
1: the... There was, like, a sinner in hell who yeah. had showed mercy to a spider once, and so, uh, the Buddha sent a spider thread down as an act of mercy to this sinner, and the sinner tried to climb it, saw other people trying to climb it after him, and tried to, like, knock them off, and then the spider thread snapped.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and essentially that's part of his whole motivation as a killer. It's, it's the only thing that's touched upon as part of his motivation for, um uh for the anime and i think it works great yeah in the in the manga it's just a part of it like it's just yeah he's got he's got spice that's the hamster's name he's got the the spider threads
0: he sees spider head spider threads above people and that's that's how he picks his targets that doesn't happen in this fucking movie they just they just show the hamster because fuck you (laughs)
1: Hamster hamster
0: literally has nothing fucking to do with anything. It's just fucking there. It's just hey, you remember this? You remember this? We thought it was like, okay, so they're doing foreshadowing for the big... No! No, no. Fuck you. Eat eat shit. It's it's there for fucking nothing. And Yashiro goes basically, oh yeah, I kill kids because I don't want them to have a bleak future because fuck them kids. They're gonna have a horrible life. And...
1: Okay. Like, I... I hate that that's the ending for this because that is... Uh, do you guys know the play The Pillow Man? No. no. Okay, so do you guys know Martin McDonough, right? Yes. No. Uh, he's, okay. In Bruges, you guys he's uh, Seven in Bruges, Psychopaths. In uh, Seven oh. Psychopaths. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's a screenwriter now, um, but he also has a, like, he started as a playwright. Um, and The Pillow Man is one of my favorite of his plays. Uh, and in it, there is a, it's a, to make a long story short, it is a, a story about a writer who is uh, taken, he lives in a totalitarian country, and he's taken in by the police and questioned about a number of child murders that are uh, being committed uh, that seem to be based on his unpublished short stories. Okay. Um, And one of those short stories, the only one that's been published is this one called The Pillow Man. And The Pillow Man is literally about a man made of pillows whose job it is to find sad adults in, in their like you know in their waking life and go back in time to when they were children and convince them to kill themselves so they do that they don't have to live their horrible lives ah, um wow, yeah, yeah yeah and it is it is very it like the pill is a very very dark play but it's one of the things i absolutely love because it like it's so twisted and and, and good and yeah, then the uh, the end of the pillow Man short story is that the pillow Man decides that like okay I'm I- I'm done. I, like you know i've I've done I've I've lived through so much suffering I want to end it too. I want to you know give myself the peace <coughs> and all these other people. So he goes back in time to when he was a kid and convinces him convinces himself to kill himself. and w- the last thing that he sees is all of the kids that he's convinced to like, you know, end their lives early so they don't have to suffer, coming back to life, suffering anyway, and then dying, like, like you know, committing suicide, like, years later as miserable adults. That's lovely. It's so sad. But, like, that's, like, I'm like, how dare you invoke the Pillow Man for me in this terrible, terrible miscarriage of an anime adaptation?
0: <laughs> so then, after explaining his motivation... Yashiro pulls out a knife and we're like alright how trashy is this shit gonna get is he gonna like are we gonna get a knife fight no Yashiro just goes I'm gonna cut my throat in front of you on top of this fucking building and Satoro is like nah bro don't do it and he tries to stop Yashiro from cutting his throat and in the struggle of trying to get the knife away from Yashiro Satoro gets stabbed in the throat And then, and that's when I rage quit. That's when I stormed out of the fucking room. Cause I was like, no, no, this is so fucking stupid. And then, then, then I came back and we continued playing and, and the cops just show up somehow (laughs) along with Kenya and nobody's helping Satoro. Sator is just laying there bleeding out giving his final fucking monologue and it's only after like he he kind of collapses again
1: Oh do the, they run over to help him? It's a monologue about how the teacher was the one who inspired him to be courageous and it's like no he's not
0: <laughs> No he's not. And then then it it after this this fucking just train wreck it cuts to 10 years later. So it's now 2016. And they're they're at his gravesite. Although at first glance it's like almost as if they're having the funeral now, but it's just no oh no, it's just the 10th anniversary of his death. We're going to hang out at his grave and it's fucking his mom and Kayo and Kayo's 10-year-old daughter who we still have no fucking idea who the dad is. It it could be Satsuro's daughter Kenya <laughs> And a bunch of fucking randies, who I don't fucking know who they are. Maybe maybe it was, maybe maybe, it was, maybe it was Sawashiro. Two
1: other the two other like friend kids who never even got names. Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe Sawada um, was there. Yes,
1: yeah, Sawada was there, and Yuki was there. And and <laughs> even though even though they never even talk about how Yuki like. They like, never even talk about how he's
0: in jail for this. Yeah, you yeah, Yuki was there oh. and, and then 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 they, they show his grave and they do their best to hide the dates on the grave with flowers, but you can still see the twelve, so it's clearly somebody else's fuck it's it's not even a fucking prop. It's not a fucking prop even. It's it's, it's someone's just someone's grave, grave that <laughs> yeah, they just photoshopped Satoru Fujinuma's name onto and then it cuts the fucking Irie and she's reading Satoru's manga and, and it's just literally the erased manga. Yep. And then cut to it's credits. The thing.
1: I clapped. I clapped. Yep. And, so and sorry. I, we were just, it's the erased manga ga- in the guise of wonder guy, wonder which, guy, yeah. which was the, the, the show that he watched as a kid. So it's just like, what? It, like, what it's, does it mean? it's just,
0: <laughs> it, it was so,
1: fucking, like, I, I,
0: God. I've only, I only just saw Erased a week ago. I'm not a super devout, hardcore fan. I just watched it, and it's, it's, it's a really good anime. It's something that maybe I'd, I'd consider reading the manga. I'm considering reading the net, or watching the Netflix adaptation. I'd probably rewatch the anime at some point. You know, maybe it'll grow to be one of my favorite fucking shows. I don't fucking know, but I am, s- just this, 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 the last 20 minutes of this movie made me so fucking angry I I, I God damn it
1: oh man let
2: it flow through you
0: yeah. I hate you Kat
1: <laughs>
0: I want to revive <laughs> to a week ago when I saw the fucking movie was a thing and not do it God
1: fuck If only we could. But, you know, I'm I'm glad we did. Can I revival
2: back to before this travesty happened and redo it?
1: Can can we all revival back to to four hours ago? And and just all say, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't watch the live action
0: movie. Let's let's just do the anime. Let's just do the... Let's just... (laughs) Fuck. Oh, man. Fuck.
1: Yeah. It's... It's... it, I, I for me God like a really bad adaptation. Well, I guess it depends. Like I actually kinda had the same like a similar reaction that I have for this as I had to uh a certain American anime's live action adaptation that will remain nameless. Dragon Ball Evolution? But M. Night Shyamalan was involved. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, no,
0: I, I know exactly, exactly. A lot of people were
1: furious and I was laughing my ass off because it's just it's it's so bad that it I almost feel like it doesn't even deserve my anger, you know? I'm yeah. just like I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you just you guys just like you know, it's like you tried to do a backflip and just sailed right off the roof and, yeah. you know... Yeah, there's,
0: there's no reason to get angry at yourself. <laughs> there's no reason to get angry at Tekken.
2: ...so spectacularly, yeah, you can't be angry at it. You
1: can't be, yeah, angry. Exactly.
0: You can't be angry at Tekken.
1: It- it- and- and- <laughs> God. <laughs> um, and like, uh, you know, you- you touched on the fact that, like, a lot of it was so rushed, and it- but it did feel like a lot of those early scenes were- were trying to be faithful to the source material. And that kind of just points to the fact Faithful that like to a detriment. Yeah, exactly. That that sometimes when you do an adaptation it's more important to consider the uh, the spirit. What yeah, the spirit, what the 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 media you are adapting to yes. over the you know, exact material that you're adapting. Yeah, just, like, like I think another
0: like, another good example is going from the crow graphic novel to the crow movie. They're two radically mm-hmm. different things. Yeah, but we, it, but we had, the movie we still talked about... has that theme of sorrow and depression and despair. You know.
1: Yeah, we had we had talked about um annihilation as a good example of. It, they're not trying to adapt the books. Uh, Lee Lee mentioned that he really likes the books and the the that the. Uh, the movie like doesn't even really try to adapt it. It just kind of keeps the, like a little bit of the spirit and, and works its, you know, works its own thing into, you know, the very visual medium that is filmmaking.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the movie keeps the general spirit of the book alive in that it's this isolated world where evolution seems to act a little differently. They don't know exactly why or what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just get to kind of watch the bizarre events unfold and they unfold in completely different ways and i feel like i feel like for people who started with the book that the film just completely missed the mark and people were upset with the adaptation they were upset with the very strangely different third act but it was the best thing to do because it's a very impo- I don't want to say impossible, but it's a very difficult book to adapt. It, it mm-hmm. falls into the thing that I often bring up. I, I might have brought it up on the podcast before about adapting Lovecraft.
1: Yes. Um, yeah.
2: Adapting something that is so much better suited for just remaining in the viewer's mind than being put yeah. into a visual medium.
1: Which is, which is why my favorite Lovecraft adaptation is uh, Reanimator. Because... They're really not even trying to directly adapt, and and also their source material is probably one of his most most easily digestible because it's not really
2: fucking bonkers co-
1: cosmic horror, yeah. yeah. Um, but 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 still, my you know my reasoning is it's it's not really it's it's Lovecraft almost in name alone, and the rest of it is kind of its own its own beast of you know we're, we're taking he- inspiration and heavily altering it to be its own thing
2: yeah and it's something that when you're doing adaptations like this it's very easy for a fan base to get defensive about the thing they care about and to lose Mm -hmm. sight of what's trying to be done something like a race where you have traditional you know a little less than 30 minute long episodes Mm -hmm. um 12 episode runtime so you're looking at roughly just for sake of argument six hours yeah and if you're trying to convey that entire plot in a third of that time, you're going to need to cut things. And mm-hmm. yes, it's going to suck as a as a hardcore fan of the source material mm-hmm. to see that happen. Because there might be things that like, like get cut that you really enjoy. Yeah. But if it effectively aids the whole flow of the story, then it's a necessary sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Just just like revival, it is a necessary <laughs> sacrifice for the greater good. Mm-hmm. The greater yep.
1: good. En- enjoyment is is more important than uh, fa- faithfulness.
0: Not not having a stupid fucking ending <laughs> is yes, important we too. We didn't need it
2: to end with a knife fight on top of like fucking <clears throat> Tokyo Tower or
0: something. I, like Jesus fucking oh, Christ!
1: Yeah, just completely missing the mark. I um I will say I think part part of the problem too was in what they chose to like they like I, I was commenting this a couple of times while we were watching they chose to add some scenes or like lengthen some scenes specifically between Satoro and Irie um that I feel like were almost in direct criticism to the fact that the anime has her in a very reduced role um and like I personally if I were adapting this I actually probably would have cut Irie entirely, and this is coming from somebody who I really like her as a character in both the anime and the uh, the live action show. She's she's my favorite part of the live action uh, Netflix show, um, and she's also she's she's great in the anime. She she fulfills her role very very well in the anime of like kind of being the being the one anchor um, for Satoru in the in the present. Mm-hmm. But but honestly, I feel like. In, if you're keeping with the spirit of the of the manga, and you need to cut something, she's probably the easiest thing to get rid of. So, Kat, like, yeah. you have you have Saturo be completely alone in the future. He 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 doesn't have anything. He you know like like basically he gets into this accident. His mom comes back, reminds him of this horrible thing that happened to him in childhood. She gets murdered, and then he revives back, and then you know basically figures out that like. to save my mom i have to you know i have to figure this out i have to solve all this stuff and then you have this great you know like you can keep the like the arc of him learning to you know not be not wear a mask not keep himself hidden but actually be a friend be a you know be a good person be a person who sacrifices for his friends and then you have the end of the show being or the end of the movie rather being like you know he's back in the present And he actually he lost 15 years of his life, but he actually has friends and like has people he saved and loved and, you know, all that stuff. Right. It might actually be, you know, like a little more impactful thematically. And, you know, again, I'm not saying that it doesn't work as, you know, as written right now with 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 Irie in it. It totally does. But if you're going to if you're going to cut six hours of material reasonably, you know, like, Mm -hmm you need to start trimming stuff. I think one of the things that we mentioned that uh uh or one of the things we mentioned like in the moment was we would have cut the, the the hole when he revives back to the present uh after failing to save Caillou the first time.
2: Yeah, the house yeah. fire needed to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think just in the general manager. Like, Yeah, if you just if you just cut her entirely, it would it would still you could still tell a very compelling story. Um just you know, with some with some reflavoring.
0: The movie came out the week before the se- the series finale of the anime.
1: Interesting. Okay. <clears throat>
0: so there, it seems like they're both in development at the same time. But like, okay. I, I know the manga fans were were upset at the anime's ending. But mm-hmm. I can only imagine going to see the live action erased God. and seeing that ending, and then you're like, yeah. okay, well, the anime is going to be a faithful adaptation then. And then yeah. so I can see that perspective but at the
1: very least the anime yeah. ending
0: is not so fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean I could yes, I think I think if were I a fan of the manga originally and I saw two two adaptations kind of fail to faithfully recreate the finale in the book, I might also be upset. Um but I will say for context um and I'm not I'm not trying to shit on people who like their faithful faithful adaptations, but um I had mentioned this earlier, uh when we were discuss- still discussing off uh off podcast. Uh when I was a kid, I read the born the born trilogy of books. Yes. Um or I think it's yeah, Born Identity, Born Supremacy. I read those <clears> two <throat> books. Um I read them before the the movie came out. Um, So when the movie came out, I was super excited because I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't wait. And the movie is very, very different from the books. Um, And as a kid, I was very upset by this. I I was, like, really pouty and, like, angry and, like, pointing out all the inconsistencies and just really, like, oh, they should have done this, they should have done that, they should have that. And at some point, like, nobody ever said anything about what I was saying about this. But at some point, something clicked in me where it was just, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, right. Where that was, just that was like, me
0: in the Harry Potter movies, actually, as a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where it was just, it was just like, yes, there are inconsistencies, but the story of the Born Identity in both the book and the movie are both good. They're just different.
0: That right? that that's also like an, your experience with erased, for example, of mm-hmm. of uh, seeing the anime first and then like whatever. That kind of also mirrors for me. Because I know this is another big controversy within the anime community. When I saw Full Metal Alchemist, the original mm. anime, I had never read the manga. I knew nothing of the manga, so mm-hmm. for me, that story, even though I know they made up their own shit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: worked. The only thing that mm-hmm. didn't work for me was uh, the the uh, the movie, just because it ends as. Oh. It ended on it like a, a sort of an unresolved cliffhanger mm. of just them like, hey, you know, now we're together, but like they're not back in the same time, like they're not back right. in their world, sort of thing. But like mm-hmm. it was its own thing. Sure, after discovering the manga and 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 seeing Brotherhood, um, my opinion slightly changed where I'm like, yeah, the original source material is better, but like yeah. I I don't hate like the original anime for doing its own thing. Even mm-hmm. if in in the grand scheme of things it's, like, not as good. But I can yeah. also maybe imagine, you know, the manga fans seeing, seeing the original anime adaptation and being like, the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Well, sometimes and- those adaptations can go you know, they can go into very, very different
2: directions, and they can be surprisingly good, but, yes. you know, they can also be complete train wrecks, like the original yes. uh, anime adaptation of Helsing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 13 episodes, and after the first six, they went off into completely original territory. They didn't delve into the main antagonist, Millennium, who are the the Third Reich, essentially, and instead decided, oh, we're going to come up with a new original big bad and dedicate the entire last, last half of this season to fighting him, and it was a fucking train wreck. Mm. It was a train wreck. They 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 traded in this this great storyline, um, kind of like you know on the 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 grisly reality of war, and you know gave us like, a, a one-shot villain named Incognito who, who, like, was birthed from black magic on the dark continent, which is just Africa. It's like, this is,
1: Mm-mm.
2: this is weird.
1: Okay. We don't need this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, I also think that, like, having, having learned that lesson as a kid that, like, <laughs> I, I, Lee, I don't know if you were here for that, but I was talking about um what I had said before about the born identity where as a kid I was really pissed that it was different from the book and then mm-hmm. at some point like without anybody really saying anything it just clicked for me that it didn't actually matter. Right. Um and I think part of that is that uh you know, even if I even if I re- like I liked both I liked the born identity movie, the Matt Damon one. Um and I like the book. And one existing does not negate the other you know I think that was like the important lesson I learned from that was that just because you know it wasn't exactly the way that I wanted it adapted at the time doesn't mean it's not a good adaptation and it also doesn't take away from the original for me
2: there can be two separate things and if you like the first one better the first one's still there
1: Exactly, and and I I if think you
2: like Christopher Lambert's Raiden, <laughs> then the '95 Mortal Kombat is still
1: there. He's still there, baby. <laughs> he's, he, he,
0: that is my Raiden forever. Being
1: being, <laughs> being useless and not saving anyone. Being sad.
0: I mean, to be fair, he's absolutely. Just as useless in the new movie.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's just
0: he's he's more of a dick and less sassy.
1: <laughs> oh man! But yeah. I
0: I still I, I still i I've, I've grown to appreciate. Twenty Twenty One Raiden a little more, but I still I, I, I still yeah. appreciate the 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 cornball cheese of Frenchman Highlander Raiden.
1: <laughs> That's excellent. I
0: do not appreciate James Remar's Raiden though. No, although I like James Remar, I, know,
1: I appreciate his stunt <laughs> double. double <though>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: I guess yeah. yeah I guess uh, if- I
1: guess closing closing thoughts
0: um watch
2: the anime folks
1: yes
0: closing thoughts it is a small
2: time investment we binged it in a day Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and and honestly you won't want to stop once you get started that's how good the pacing is like i you know i i am definitely willing to put it to split it into parts i first watched it in parts just because i had other things to do at the time but every time i've rewatched since has just been a sit down watch for six hours and it's it's beautiful i love it
0: closing thoughts um cat i hate you (laughs) um
1: you love me
0: but i introduced
1: you to something glorious and also something unbelievably abysmal Um,
0: uh closing closing thoughts uh yeah just watch the anime it's it's really good it's we saw it on netflix english dub was really good that's how we watched it because we're lazy shits yeah. Um, yeah that's
1: that's the other thing is um and uh so I originally watched it in, in Japanese with Will. Um, Will is my fiancé. Um, he's very... Uh, he, he grew up in Japan. Um, and uh, he's very into anime and, and particularly likes, you know, dubs over subs. Which usually I do as well. And I, um, you know... We watched it first in Japanese. The Japanese, uh, you know... Um, the Japanese voice actors are great. I love them. Uh, and then uh, at one point I wanted to introduce it to another friend who um does not like reading subtitles so we found a uh you know the dub for him and we just discovered that the dub is like as good it's like it's it's exactly you know comparable one-to-one that they're both just like brilliant yeah the the voice acting is so good so
0: yeah it's it's on netflix and crunchyroll watch it it's it's good Uh, it makes it very accessible
1: to anyone like if you don't you know, if you don't like subtitles, if you don't like reading while you watch your anime, you don't have to.
0: Yeah the the um, only the only complaint great. I can say is it cock teases me with hockey. <laughs> I it sits there and is like hockey, hockey, hockey throughout like the entire fucking anime, and then I get like yep. five minutes of hockey in like episode eleven, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I'm glad we finally got hockey, but for fuck's sake, why? Oh. The, Why? The, the
1: the the only adaptation that actually has more the most the the adaptation with the most hockey in it is the movie.
0: <laughs> I got excited. There was Zamboni. There were people playing hockey. It was great, <laughs> and then and then it immediately went downhill. Oh boy! Immediately, it immediately wow. went fucking downhill.
2: The final confrontation on top of Tokyo Tower should have been some street. <clears> hockey <throat>
1: Oh, oh my God! They just end with a street hockey match. Yeah,
0: it, it, it should have been the yeah, final Shiro, confrontation. I know you killed
1: all those kids. It sh- the final confrontation
0: me. should have been Yashiro yeah, getting run over by a rogue Zamboni.
1: <laughs> I'll see you on the rink, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're gonna play by fucking uh, slapshot rules, or it's there fist go. fighting. <laughs> Oh God damn it. And also, I also today I realized that these Philistines didn't even know that fucking Mighty Ducks three was a movie. <laughs> like, oh, it's Mighty Ducks three, James. Like, there already is one. <laughs> fucking plebeians. We can't all keep track
2: of imaginary sports.
0: <laughs> Shut your horn mouth. Shut your horn mouth.
1: <laughs> uh, Lee, do you have any closing thoughts?
2: Yes. Um, the anime is spectacular. It's a small time investment. Twelve episodes. Um beautiful storytelling beautiful visuals um you can basically forsake all the other adaptations uh, i guess except the manga if you want a little uh, a little extra material mm-hmm. but it's it it's it, it's just one of those shows that it sits nicely it it gives you it gives you some material to think about and i don't know even even with a lot of the heavy themes that that are that encompass the show you do leave it overall feeling very positive. You leave it with a very bright outlook, mm-hmm. um, even though it's a show concern uh, concerning kidnapping, child murder,
1: child abuse,
2: child abuse, uh, which they do not shy away from, yeah. which, which is very admirable. Mm-hmm. Um, it It leaves you feeling optimistic about about life. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a very powerful moving story condensed into a tight little 12 episode package. I highly encourage everyone check it out, and I'm very thankful to Cat for showing it to us.
1: Yay! I'm I'm so glad that you guys enjoyed it.
2: Because now it's my turn, and I'm gonna pick some dog shit.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm gonna I'm ready. pick some booty. I'm fucking ready. I, oh, I no, can't. Uh... <laughs> I can't wait to say,
0: Lee, I hate An- you.
1: Another another thing I wanted to mention in closing is kind of um. So I don't I don't know too much about the um, much of the like fan reaction to I, kn- I, I do know a lot of people I've mentioned Erase race to have agreed with me that it's a really good anime. Um, but I will say that shortly after I watched it for the first time, I came across some criticism on the Internet that people were mad that Satoru and Kayo did not end up together at the end. Fuck um, that.
2: Those are the same people that are mad that Corpse Party doesn't have a harem ending.
1: Yes, exactly. I, I I, fully, I'm I'm not here to, to shame anyone for their opinions or what they like to watch, but I think if you think that Kayu and Satoru should have ended up together at the end after he was in a coma for 15 years...
2: You missed the point. You
1: missed the point, yeah. <laughs> you you didn't understand. You didn't... You go... Your homework is to go rewatch it and, and write me an essay on the theme of the <clears throat> <least. laughs> Honest,
0: Honestly, like, for me, like, just a closing th- statement on that, that, that fact, um... Mm-hmm even if they're hypothetically there's some romantic tension between kaya and satoro when they're 10 or 11 years old mm-hmm. i think it's far 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 fucking more powerful that she, like like she got with somebody else like because time mm-hmm. moves on and it, it also yeah. signifies e- even if that were the case where like you know like they're teasing oh these two are going to end up together or some some hypothetical shit be. like mm-hmm. it was meant to be shit uh it it really emphasizes the sacrifice that yep. Satoru made by going into the coma for 15 years uh mm-hmm. i'm not in the camp of oh kayo and Satoru should have gotten together like even if there was some cutie cute shit between them mm-hmm. some wholesome shit at the end of the day I'm just also, you know, in the same way that Satoru is throughout the entire anime. Get a grip! You're 29 years old.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Like it doesn't fucking matter. Like n- no, get get the shit out of here. And it, it also leads to like the powerful moment of, of Satoru meeting Kayo's baby, seeing this life that mm-hmm. wouldn't have existed, um, mm-hmm. and 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 from two people who would be dead. Like yep. for me, it's more of the power of friendship thing. That's mm-hmm. that's my 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 thing.
1: Yep. The Power real friendship. erased
0: was literally the friends we made along the <laughs> The real erased.
1: Hell yeah. The real, yeah. the
0: real erased is Satoru's guilt for failing to stop 9/11. God. <laughs> and Sawada's beard. And Sawada's, and
1: Sawada's beard. beard. Yeah, actually, I love that we have we've barely touched on Sawada whatsoever, and we have the beard presumably <laughs> as. Fuck
2: Sawada. <laughs> <laughs> Put <laughs>
0: his beard. Yo. We just
1: have we just have an unexplained fake beard as part of the thumbnail for this episode. All
0: right. All right. So this is another hopefully successful episode of Gooncast. Uh, we'll be back next time with something. Uh, oh, might be. I don't know res- if you want to. Might be uh, Resident Evil yeah. Village if if y'all finish it fast enough.
1: Yeah, I was I was gonna say I like I don't know if you want to announce it yet, but yeah, I think we're we're all. Well, we know it's erased
0: after MK, so...
1: That's true. We're all playing and enjoying Village right now, and I, I think it'd be a really cool next episode to, to discuss Village and maybe a little bit of a Resident Evil retrospective. Yeah. yeah
2: to, to worship giant vampire mommy with the rest of
0: us. Yeah. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and then also at some point, you know, another another video game theme where it would be Ace Attorney and Yakuza, the live-action movies because I decided to pair those up because uh, uh same, director. same director. Yeah, Takashi Miike. Oh yeah. who uh, does mm-hmm. wonderful. Oh, yeah. He's great. He is he's a complete mad lad. And there's some other stuff. <laughs> uh, there's some other stuff that I I've already told them about like that we could do um, and there's some other stuff that I've even had suggestions from. Like Nika really wants the two of you to go through Near so because he wants to hear a big discussion on Near.
1: Oh, that'd be cool.
0: But that's that would it require is, it's a time huge commitment fucking though. Time sink, time sink. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot easier to digest and talk about film than it is mm-hmm. to do whole gaming experiences, yeah. especially franchises. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, Resident Evil is just one that we've been lucky enough to grow up with.
0: Grow up with, yeah. and we all have it at the same time. And presumably, yes. it is not a thirty to fifty hour long game with multiple endings and deep lore.
2: No village. Village has a. I I checked the stats. Village has a ten-hour campaign. Okay. Cool.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Nice. That's good.
0: Hey. Cool. Ma- maybe maybe if 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 yeah maybe maybe there's there's other ways to cover it, but we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. There's we we still have all sorts of other shit planned. Like we gotta do ghost adventures.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> all nine hundred episodes. <laughs> All nine hundred episodes of Ghost Adventures. No, no. All do
2: grave encounters.
1: Oh so uh, yeah, grave encounters. We'll talk. We'll 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 talk about Ghost Adventures while talking about the parody of Ghost Adventures. All right. Avengers all right. All right. Time. All
0: right. All right. All right. Let, let me let us negotiate. Let's negotiate. <laughs> let's negotiate. Mm. Grave encounters and Demon House.
1: Oh, perfect. So it's, I'm down for that because Demon oh, House no. is the that's Zach great. Baggins
0: documentary in giant air quotes.
1: Oh Bye. my God! Let's fucking do it. All right. We signing off.
0: Yeah, and then we'll do 80, 80, eighty like ghost Ghost Adventures is another thing.
1: Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say yeah. We're gonna sign off and then immediately start watching Ghost Adventures. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. James. No, James. Let's <laughs> talk about this.
0: No, no, no. Where we're going, we're, you're not having free time. <laughs> All right, hey, Saber. Where
2: can the fine people out there find you?
0: Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Um, I
1: think his brain is still broken from. I'm just so mad. That was not a
2: difficult question.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't but ask I'm you mad. the square root of something. I, I'm, I'm asking you what
2: your Twitch channel is.
0: Twitch.tv/saber0307. Uh, I stream almost every other day, or sometimes every day. Uh, don't watch. Oh, yeah. It's just I'm, I'm dead inside.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm gonna, no, do I'm,
1: watch. He's fantastic. I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna go fucking hang myself in the bathroom. But you can stream that live on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: you probably won't get banned. You'll get banned. Do it in a hot tub. You won't get banned. Yeah, there we
2: go. Hey, there you go. Mm -hmm. And you'll get like thirty thousand views. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Uh, all right. I am. I'm the attack cat on Twitch. Uh, currently streaming a little bit of Village. Possibly gonna get a little bit more uh, involved in streaming. Maybe doing some art stuff. Who knows? We'll see. Fucking better stream Nancy Drew. Things are in the pipeline.
2: There you
0: go. I didn't there buy you, you that Nancy Drew for nothing cat. You're streaming it, goddammit. Oh,
1: I'm I'm streaming it. I just need to I'm finishing Village First. That's my I want to finish Village First. Then you'll see you'll see a very, very old, very jank Nancy Drew game.
0: Good. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Go. Hell yeah.
2: And uh, I'm the Valley Jester. You can find me at www.leealdercreative.com. I have a new article up on the troubles of adapting Lovecraft from page to screen and you can catch me streaming at twitch.tv slash Valley Jester and currently playing through Resident Evil Village and uh, in the pipeline we're going to do a mini id retrospective uh, with their engine we're going to play Heretic followed by its sequel Hexen
1: cool
0: alright so I guess, I so guess yeah. that's it so in the meantime you all take care of yourselves uh, don't watch the erased movie and if you do get fucked um, how would uh, people
1: find it? <laughs>
2: Oh, uh,
0: Where I, there's I'd a will, like, there's a fucking way, cat.
1: <laughs>
2: I'd, I'd like us to fade out on a tweet that was put up today by Yoko Taro. Mm. And I quote, All will turn for the worst in the end. I know that. <laughs> Have a great week, folks.
0: Good night,
1: everybody! Good night, everybody! Good night! <laughs> Fuck.